1: Call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Well,
2: here we are, best and brightest. It's the JLE News on the Blaze Radio Network. And today, so as not to take any chances, we have installed, at great expense, we have installed these newfangled devices called telephones, one hundred three three nine three. 900 3393 These telephones are for the purpose of you commenting, questioning, complaining, as I knew you were wont to do yesterday, who will be the bravest to call first, second, third, fourth, fifth today. Don't make me call you. I'll do it, you know. I will repeat yesterday's questions, but you don't need to wait for that because I think you heard them. Excelsior! Welcome back, best and brightest, my radio partners, my radio family. Here it is, D-Day, debate day, the one for which we are best known, if perhaps with exception the day after debate day. But here we do pre-analysis like no one else does. And pre-analysis is the business of analysis in advance. We're the ones who know enough and care enough. To sit and say, okay, what needs to happen tonight for some of these candidates? Some of these candidates we don't care about. We won't do pre-analysis for everyone, but we'll do pre-analysis for most. Tonight, uh, I will be doing five events. Three broadcast shows from the blaze. uh, All three with you. We have the first debate from five to seven to eight Eastern. Pardon me. Our first blaze after dark with Skip and Doc and moi. We join you at eight o'clock Eastern. We go for an hour until nine o'clock Eastern, which is the beginning of the big boy pants debate. Although those pants may be a bit shorter if Donald Trump does not as threatened shows up. Then the big boy pants debate of whatever pant length, of whatever hem length will occur and immediately upon its conclusion. Then Skip and Doc and I will join you again live immediately. And Ty, you too, right? Yes, sir. And Ty will be there as well. Uh, and we'll join you when they say good night, and we'll be there till uh, till midnight. Anyway, so it's a big night. The debate is, to put it in Donald's words, well, to put it in the ghost of debate future. It's huge. It's huge. And we'll make them pay. So I'm going to turn yesterday's show on its head a little bit. It was a frustration for me that you were unable to call because I later learned that the, the attempts were, the phone lines were burning up, but something was preventing the calls from actually reaching the studio line. And I know that as frustrating as it was for me, it was far more frustrating for you. And so I invite you, perhaps more than any other day thus far, that we have been a partnership to use your office number I'm going to ask you the questions about the debate, 1 through 10, that I have. They are a guideline only. You may ask or answer any you wish, any of your own device. You may ignore them entirely. You may make a complaint or talk about the migratory waterfowl of sub-Saharan Africa and their mating habits, if you wish. That's okay, too, as ever. It's your phone line. But... Usually I would ask you to wait a while so I can get a few of these things out. Well, I've already gotten them out. If you weren't here yesterday, I'm sorry. So You may not get a full rendering of the 10 questions. But what matters most is that all of you who wished to have called yesterday are able to get on the air today. We have one line open, and that's talk show lie for... All of our lines are open at one triple eight nine hundred three 888 900 3393 900 3393 here on the Blaze Radio Network. You call, you will be on the air. There are millions of best and brightest who also may be undecided. I don't mean also along with you, but also along with uh, evidently More than a third of Iowa caucus goers who still don't know whom they're supporting. And not to insult Iowans, but I'm sorry, how do you not know who you're for? If you're sufficiently interested to be a caucus goer, how do you not know on Thursday for whom you are voting on Monday? I don't know. It's a wonder to me, but it's a mystery we hope to solve via this dream line. 1-888-900-3393. Here are the questions. Be guided by them, I hope, or not. Question number one. A de-Trumped debate will have what effect? what is what do you believe is the general impact now having had 24 hours to ponder it what do you believe will be the general influences if any of trump's absence if in fact he's absent question number 2 and you, this is the time to call because i'm going to finish the i'm going to finish the next minute and a half and then go to our first break And then I'll come back to the calls uh, if you call. So the time to call would be now, 1-888-900-3393. If I say it again, I'm going to sound like Bill O'Reilly begging Donald Trump last night to come back to the debate. And by the way, I am not criticizing Bill because he was loyal. He was being loyal to his own instincts and his own network by trying to be the guy who could reasonably get Trump back into the Fox debate now I've heard people uh, 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 criticize Bill O'Reilly today for that but that criticism is sorely misplaced O'Reilly was doing the right thing in terms of his journalistic instincts and in terms of his loyalty to Roger Ailes his loyalty to his company that's my view question number two If Trump does not show up, how does this help or hurt Trump? Does this help or hurt Trump? If, and I want to add this because I was the first one to say it, if I were still a producer, I would tell Trump, cut a last-minute deal, don't tell anybody, let them start the debate, And wait till Ted Cruz's opening remarks, till the middle of his opening remarks, and about three or four minutes into the broadcast, you stride onto the stage waving. It will be as if the Beatles, all alive, Elvis and Gandhi, all showed up at once somewhere. Even the people who don't like him will be applauding wildly. His opponents will be applauding. The moderators will be completely in a state of shock. No one will know what to do. Wait, did I say no one will know what to do? Someone will know what to do. Know who it'll be? Donald Trump.
3: The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done...
3: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: And only with my partners and only when we have telephones at 1-888-900-3393. one 900 3393 We have both partners and telephones. Lisa from Florida, without further ado, welcome.
4: Hey Jay, how are you?
2: I am well, Lisa. All the better for your call, I am sure.
5: Quick question yesterday, you were talking about the the advertising rates, and yes, because Trump earns a lot he brings a lot more money to the table, and if he didn't yes. show those advertising
6: spots would not be as as, as expensive
4: right. Aren't the rumor was yesterday
2: that-, that Fox was getting a million dollars a minute for uh, any ads uh, placed within the debate, and that that dropped to somewhere in the vicinity of $100,000. And that Aren't whatever... by
6: in, you know, weeks before?
2: Oh, I mean, nothing is said. Oh. <laughs>
6: okay.
2: This is life, you know? When someone has paid you uh, $275,000 for a spot and someone calls you up and says... Chevy has to have this spot. The NFL has to have this spot. We'll give you a million one for it. And you, some junior ad exec, has to call up, you know, somebody and say, "Uh, "There's been some terrible mistake, but we're we're going to give you two free spots in uh, the Saturday morning cartoons."
6: That makes that makes
5: complete sense. Because I just like, wait a minute! I thought this was all like contracts and cast in stone and all that kind of
2: good stuff. In 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 th- in theory, it is, but it's only theory when it comes to money. All right, dear. I appreciate.
4: Thanks for the explanation.
2: Oh, Lisa, thank you for your. That's a very uh, that's a very eclectic thing in which to be interested. I salute you for that. Thank you very much. Tom is next. He's calling from the great state of No Carolina.
5: Hey, good afternoon,
2: Jay. Home of the next Super Bowl champions.
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Hey, I've got a question. It should be pretty simple. Some of the most highest-rating game shows in the United States have had the opportunity to have soundproof booths and questions that would be more appropriate for a four-year college grad, since they are applying for a job, I see manipulation by the people that are asking the questions, childish questions. Why is it that since they're interviewing for a job that they can't be in a soundproof booth and a complicated question be put forth and give each candidate equal opportunity to answer the question instead of manipulation, asking who they want, the questions that they want, that should be taken away from the media. That is manipulation, and Trump sees that. Not only does Trump see it, but the only candidate, and I'm not tossing my hat in front of any of them, The only candidate that answered with any kind of intelligence was the doctor, where he brought up the fact that something that we ignore, and that is an attack on our electrical grid. Um, We need some desperate changes. I would please me if everybody walked out tonight because (laughs) it's manipulation. It is nothing more than manipulation of putting in the GOP who— would be best beneficial for great stories in the future. But if they can do um, this on game shows, I think it would be successful to put Carly Arena
1: to the same question of
5: everybody else, just like Huckabee, and let everybody answer equal. I think that would be right. a more fair and quicker roundabout um,
2: clause. to I wish to compliment you and offer you... forthwith uh, by virtue of the authority placed in me by absolutely nobody your battlefield command right now as commander uh, just on the basis of that question i don't know if you have any idea how good a question uh, yours is because it applies absolutely bang on to what you're talking about but it also applies bang on to the essence of what some people, including your humble host, who i don't know if I ever mentioned I founded my uh my grade school civics club and newspaper ty did I ever mention that before i don't think so no well i'm glad I'm glad I mentioned it now then tom that your question is the same question as why does the network news at night manipulate the news that they pick and the slant that they put on it, and why does it always favor one point of view? What, one, what, and I don't want to get waylaid, but I, I would use this as, as an example right now the question being covered by the mainstream media about letting in the poor, pitiable migrants and refugees— Yes. On In American mainstream media, all you see is sympathetic spots with poor people suffering and, oh, how could you even think of not letting them in? And the people, the politicians who are considering putting up roadblocks to letting them in are portrayed as heartless fascists and pigs. And Absolutely. meanwhile, the the actual news... The actual things that are occurring in real life is that the pitiable refugees are raping, stabbing, shooting, stealing, marauding, Absolutely. running wild. Have, they have changed the face of old Europe in the course of two months. And, and And we do not see that story. All right, let me return now to the immediate. Your question, Tom, is the same question about that is why do we not hear about what the uh, afghani yesterday a 14 year old afghani boy stabbed to death a 22 year old swedish girl during an argument while she was giving him free stuff in a refugee center yesterday 10 swedish police were beaten back by a mob of young male Afghani refugees who were trying to kill the police because the police came to a house to rescue a 10-year-old boy. The 10-year-old boy was the house... uh, They were raping the 10-year-old boy. The men in the house were raping the 10-year-old boy every day. And they found out about it, and the Swedish police came to rescue the boy, and they were beaten back with bottles, stones, glass, knives, uh, and the 10 police ran away in Sweden because they figured if they used force. All right, again, not to get waylaid, this is how important your question is. It's about the media and the way it works. And we are going to see a lot of changes after this year, Tom, exactly because smart people like you are asking smart questions like that. It's not going to be without some disappointments. For instance, I think we may have seen the last Iowa caucus, Tom, the way it used to be. I don't know if we'll ever again see an Iowa caucus. Caucus be I the way it correct. used to be. A lot of correct. things are going to change, but the net effect, my friend, of that change y- you know, even though we will have to give up some things that we would rather keep, I think the net effect of the change that your most astute question ponders is is actually a good thing because we're sick of it and we're not going to put up with it anymore. And we see that these peoples are louts and liars and criminals, and they're stealing our money and ruining our country, and we're not gonna put up with it anymore. And Uh, your question is evidence that there are Americans out there aware of it who have decided that politics ain't their business,
3: but America is Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And these
2: are you, my partners at one 888 900 3393 Partners on the phone before I get there. Let me mention, question number 1, how does Donald Trump's absence, if indeed he does not show up, how does his absence affect this whole thing? The the evening and the race? with four days left to go. Two, how does it hurt or help Trump? Three, how does it help or hurt his opponents? Which ones? Four, is it an acceptable downside? And one might say evidently it is. One might say, asked and answered, sir, is it a downside for Donald Trump he's willing to put up with that he will be the goalie for a dart team in absentia? That this will be three hours of people slamming Donald Trump without him being there to slap them back or to tame their zeal of attack because they're worried he's going to cuff them? He's going to backhand them right there on the stage. Is that something he's willing to put up with? Bonus toss-up question there. And do you think later, as I most ardently believe, that Trump is going to do a response to every word said against him tonight if he's not there? And he may wait and do it tomorrow or the next day or on the eve of the caucuses? Or you know what? He may have a television set in front of him. You know what he might do? You know, again, were I as producer, strategist, you know what I tell him to do? Tonight's event would at least in part consist of Donald Trump standing there next to a large screen TV. And the debate would be on the large screen TV. And it would be broadcast. Donald watching the large screen TV along with his audience at Drake University. And every time anybody said anything, especially against Donald, about which he wanted to comment, he would stop the tape and stick a thousand knives in the eyeballs of whoever said it. Why would I do that? Because it would be terrific theater. Final question for the moment. Question number five. No one else has been asking this. Have you heard anyone else ask this other than on this show? 48 hours ago, Donald Trump was asked for the first time in an open press conference a question, something like this. You spoke about Clintons and Monica Lewinsky. What about your infamous sexual and marital infidelities? that are well known. What about your affairs while you were married that were splashed out all over the pages of the the American papers everywhere while you were married? Aren't you the candidate of the evangelicals? Aren't you the guy who has nothing wrong to talk about with the big guy, with with two or maybe three, maybe three of the Corinthians, you know? Is that a question having made it to the surface of the water for the first time. Is that maybe in addition to everything else, a particular question and answer that Donald Trump looks at and says, whoa, I don't need that. If I can get through Monday without answering that question, I, I would really prefer to to Corinthians or otherwise. Uh, Who's calling from Texas? I'm sorry. I can't understand my own handwriting. Robert, I'm sorry. Welcome back, I believe it is.
7: Yes, this is uh, Robert Jennings in the Cedar Park.
2: Ah, Robert, welcome back.
7: Uh, yes, sir. Uh, the, the reason for my call, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about Trump and not the debate, in the debate, and all of that. And we keep forgetting that no one is talking about Hillary. And, and we need to be focusing on beating, beating her. And I, I, I want to lighten up the moment and tell you, what, I made up uh, probably the best joke ever regarding Hillary. You remember
0: how she was late to the debate? As
2: your media consultant, remember I told you this lesson. Always try to lower expectations.
0: But the- <laughs> Go ahead.
7: <clears throat> well, we remember she was late to the her debate. She's in the restroom. And we could have a commercial, 10-second commercial, the famous, whose hand do you want to pick up the phone at 3 a.m.? And in the background right after that, you hear the toilet flushy. <laughs> Maybe I should quit my
2: day job. I think that'd be a good uh, no, let, let, let me help you out here.
5: <laughs>
2: Robert, I do appreciate the the, uh, the effort. But I'll tell you what. You get a gold star on the premise of the original, the framework of the original question. You're right. Talking about Hillary, thinking about Hillary is the one thing that we've not spent a lot of time on, which I believe with all my heart and soul that if Donald Trump, given who he is, what he is, how he has campaigned, everything, whole ball of wax, if Iowa, if Iowa caucuses go for Donald Trump. The key question in their mind in this process was beating Hillary. Who can beat Hillary in a general election? I think. Yes. I think that's the only reason. Now, there could be a lot of other reasons in a lot of other states, you know, under a lot of other circumstances. But when you look at Iowa and Iowans and who lives there and how they vote and why they vote – If they if Donald Trump wins caucuses, if he gets more people to go out and stand in the church basement for three or four hours on Monday night for him, than anybody else on that stage does like like again, I'm a partisan because I'm for someone. But there's no one seriously that can argue that that he's the most conservative candidate in the race. I mean, I, I, I could go a little further and say there's no one who could seriously argue he's a conservative. That's a matter of blind faith. That's a matter of believing that he will be what he intermittently claims he will be. Whereas there is a guy who we already know with metaphysical certitude has been and is and thus is reliably likely to be continue to be a conservative if donald trump wins the iowa caucuses uh, robert that's because people sat down looked at this and said we can beat the democrats especially hillary with no conventional politician we need to beat a freak show with a freak show and i really don't mean that in it in as as the way it sounds i don't mean to be uh unkind to donald trump but he he is a kind of modern day civic circus maximus circus act and i believe it's going to take that to beat any democrat especially hillary and i assume that's what iowans are thinking of if in a few nights donald trump wins and you and I, Robert, and thank you so much for the call, you and I and every one of us have to start pondering the question. And the question is, tie break a little early here, I, I I just have one thing to say. The question, which we'll pick up on the other side as we go back to the phones and Patrick et al., the choice is this. Do you want a criminal communist or do you want a postmodern populist whatever that turns out to be with strong overtones of fascism
3: j severin the blaze radio network The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It's the huge debate. I'm going to build a radio wall
2: and make the Mexicans pay. And so will Skip LaCombe and Doc Thompson, who joined me at uh, 8, and then again immediately upon the conclusion of the big boy debate for our two Blaze After Dark analysis shows this very night. Rance is kind enough to remind me via Twitter of uh, a recent quote. I'm certainly not going to deny it. Uh, You know, I speak 80,000 words a week. I I certainly can't remember them uh, exactly, but uh, this is not a defense, by the way. Uh, Rance has me saying, two Corinthians, this is in the voice of Donald Trump, I presume, Rance. Two Corinthians walk onto a used car lot. One says, do you got my chariot? Is that what you's like? Uh, Which, you know, ain't stretching it much. We are the night of the last debate before the first primary, which is a caucus. It couldn't be bigger, although the dynamics are obviously radically changed. Tonight is the night to hold or slightly improve your position if you are Trump or Cruz. Tonight is the night that you must strengthen your position for a surprise loss. That is to say, you lose in New Hampshire, but you still place or show or come in fourth. You somehow distinguish yourself from the pack. That is combined with the group that needs to start running in New Hampshire now. And the best way they can do that is with this debate tonight. They're actually debating tonight for New Hampshire. They know that Iowa is a lost cause. This is the first New Hampshire debate. Remember that keenly. This is the first New Hampshire debate for most of the candidates. For all but two or three of the candidates, other than Trump, Cruz, Rubio, I'm guessing, and Carson, who is my guest to get the surprise resuscitation ticket punched. But other than the top two to three candidates, tonight is their first New Hampshire debate. And then there is the final group the desperation group, the desperate, the desperados, the desperados know that they will have a series of opportunities tonight. Odds are all of them will fail miserably. And their objective will be to put the ball up. It will be a Doug Flutie Hail Mary. It will be the last two balls of the season that uh, the Green Bay Packer quarterback through 10 days ago, Aaron Rodgers. And thank you, Ty. I can imagine how I forgot his name. But that's it. That's it. That's their chance. That's guys that are somehow still on that stage uh, and or on the little boy stage. And their last chance is to put the ball every time they get it. They're going to take the ball in the gun and they're going to let it go they got to put the ball up and hope for the hail mary while praying to mary patrick from florida thank you for your patience welcome back
7: i appreciate you having me on jay it's always a thank pleasure thank you patrick um a couple a couple of points um you know as far as uh as far as you know fox and and uh, you know trump and the whole thing uh,
2: they who's fox that little libertarian the- in the background
7: <laughs> That's my son. He's three. Uh, all right, he, uh,
1: three is a good yeah, thing to I be.
7: Got... Oh, for him it is for sure. He's uh, he's all boy.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but God bless um,
7: you. you know they they they've thrown their own fate. I mean, you know, you're talking about all the hypocrisy with what they're doing and the uh, giving a voice to the uh, to the migrants uh, and the refugees and the whole thing. It's uh, right. it's just a it's a tone it's a tone deafness that uh, you know Fox has been that just puts them along with the rest of the media. It's just it's absurd. You know, that, Patrick. At the, know, the end, people, I
2: really don't yeah. blame. Having having played this game, I'm like your NFL color guy. I'm the guy who played, you know, and I may be as dumb as a post, but I'm the guy in the booth that tells you. Yeah, well, I remember when, uh, you know, this guy did this to me in the 72 playoffs. You know, I've sure. played this game for my living, uh, for my lifetime. And the one thing I must tell you, Mike, whenever I come closest to the conclusion of these things, I don't really blame anybody. I mean, I blame the system, and they it is imperfect. But you know what? Everybody had a chance to speak. And I know the media sucks, the media is biased, the debates are imperfect, the process is imperfect. Everything, everyone involved with the process of presenting the candidates to us is admittedly imperfect. But at the end of the day, Patrick, they all had their chance to, you know, more or less, they all had a chance to speak. And we're getting down to those final moments now where everybody knows everybody on the stage and few minds will be changed.
3: The Jay Severin Show, only on the the Blaze Radio Radio Network. Network.
2: My partners, I am Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network. We are with you. All night long on one of the biggest nights in politics in our lifetimes here on the Blaze Radio Network, Excelsior. My invitation to you from all of us as a partner, you're the partner, I mean, is to call and let us know how you react to what's about to happen. We're doing pre-analysis. What what do the various candidates, you need not touch them all, I mean, pick one, pick two. What do particular candidates need to do tonight? We know there are only a couple of groups. People who are trying to just keep the ball on the ground. They don't want things to change much between now and Tuesday. They're already playing for New Hampshire. There are those who are totally out of it and trying to not finish so poorly that they must quit the race even before next week and New Hampshire. And then there are those zombies who are already out of it and don't Don't even recognize it yet. They're the walking dead. And the 10 questions as guideline, very quickly. Presuming Trump does not show up. I do not. I still give it a 60-40 chance he will. I've explained how and why. If he doesn't, how does Trump's absence affect the, the debate and the election? Two, does it hurt or help Trump? How? Why? Three, does it help or hurt his opponents? Whom? How? Is it, does Trump understand the nature and volume of the attack against him tonight in his absence, without him there to fight back? Five, is the question Trump doesn't want to answer, and is the real reason he is not showing up tonight, because he needs to get to Monday without answering questions about his own sexual and marital past, which has now been raised for the first time by a major reporter in an open press conference. And you notice still no one touches it. Uh, six was Are the timeline and offenses, Fox and Trump, as they're being reported? I don't think that matters right now. I'm going to ditch that question. Number seven, how do you think Iowans will react uniquely, if at all, to the fact that someone is failing to show up for a job interview? Will Iowans react the way Iowans always have to this? Ronald Reagan didn't show up for debate. He was leading for months. He didn't show up for the final debate. Remember we talked about that? You recall we talked about that fight that candidates have in their inner circle about when do we leave Iowa and get on to New Hampshire to get a head start there? And they fight, bloody fights over this? Well, Ronald Reagan's people decided to send him to New Hampshire a few days before the Iowa caucuses. And Ronald Reagan, it was a, it was a slam dunk, Iowa, for Ronald Reagan. He lost Because he left. Is that an antique reaction or one we might expect to see vestiges of here? Eight, what's the impact on Fox if Trump doesn't show up? Again, I'm going to ditch that question. It's fairly obvious. We know we're talking about money. But you know what? We're talking about more than that, may I dare say. Do you think this could have an effect on Megyn Kelly? When all is said and done. If for some reason, somehow, this is viewed as having been a real boner by Fox News. I don't think it is because I, I don't think you can ever let candidates dictate to the networks who their moderators will be. I don't think you can let the candidates run your business. I don't think they can let anybody else run their business. And uh, there was never any chance Roger Ailes was going to get pushed around by anybody. But in the end, if, if, if they lose millions and millions of dollars, if the ratings are terrible, if people look at this in retrospect and say, Fox made a mistake. They really should have put someone else in there, not because they were wrong, just because it was the smart thing to do under the circumstances they should have given in. Will that have an effect on the meteoric rise in the career of Megyn Kelly or anybody else? Question number 10, and we've, this brings us back to the beginning, will Trump change his mind? If I were advising him, he would show up five or ten minutes into tonight's debate, total surprise, walk on the stage, walk up to his podium, start speaking. It would be like Elvis showed up. And when anyone says to me, well, no, that wouldn't happen. And I ask why they say, well, uh, well, he wouldn't do that. Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. If anyone would, who would? He wouldn't? Mike from Colorado, thank you for your patience. Welcome back.
7: Jay, how you doing, buddy? I haven't spoken to you in a little bit.
2: Right, Mike, well, that's uh, the telephone company's fault and yours, the way I look at it.
7: (laughs) Well, yeah, mostly (laughs) mine. (laughs) Mostly mine. You know what? I've just got a couple of points to make, but I'll answer you. You feel free to interrupt me at any time. No,
4: go, go, baby. Go, go.
7: I think what I'd love to see, I'd love to see Rand Paul or Ted Cruz walk up to that empty podium and just kind of knock it over like a king on a chess table.
2: (laughs) You know, the funny (laughs) thing is, that's not impossible. It's just impossible that one of them would do that. That's something that Trump would do, right? If anyone would ever do something like that, Trump would do it.
7: Yeah, that's probably true. Probably, and
2: he'd a Louie on it.
7: Yeah, probably. Probably or something yeah. worse.
2: Yeah.
7: You know, um, I, w- I was looking at the news today, and they, they're saying that the veteran groups are backing out and trying to disconnect from him saying he's going to donate all this money to the vets group for the event he's thrown tonight.
2: For tonight's event, right.
7: Yeah, and, and apparently there is a bunch of vet groups that are going. Who no, we're not touching this. He, he's no. He wants to say he's friends with the vets. He's using them as pawns. He's absolutely think just using them as is, pawns.
2: I think that you know is a fair suspicion, and I also wonder all this money we're talking about. What's he talking about? Ticket sales to his event at Drake University. There's not going to be any money. There's no money. The only money is one of two things. Trump has persuaded CNN, who very reluctantly decided to carry this, right?
7: Oh,
2: yeah, 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 right. CNN, with the greatest reluctance, who's carrying this, Trump made them donate half or all of their profits for the evening uh, to uh, wounded veterans. Sure. or or Trump guaranteed a certain minimum and said the uh, the veterans will receive X dollars and if it's not raised by gate uh, so to speak, I'll write a check for it personally That yeah, I think would out. gain him a substantial kudos if he if he wrote a personal check for X dollars but I haven't heard anything about that.
7: And nor have I, but what I also did read today, with regards to the vets, that there were several that had applied for street vending licenses and gotten them, and they were outside of Trump Tower, and he basically had them evicted. So, I mean, how much does he really care for these guys?
2: Uh, Mike, I'm so afraid we're going to be hearing a lot about stuff like that.
7: Well, and Uh, and and that's the issue. I mean, if they don't. He needs to go away. They've got got more dirt on this guy than they do the rest of the field combined.
2: If you're a constitutionalist... And we're just not
7: hearing about it.
2: If you're a constitutionalist, if you know what it means, and it means everything to you, politically, patriotically, if you believe yourself to be a constitutionalist, and you know what it means, There's no way that you are invisible even if you are the most private of people because at least your friends and family – know that you are a constitutionalist there's no way that you don't run afoul of popular opinion even if you sit there and complain about what's on television or you complain in the break room to your friends or whatever if you believe in the constitution of the united states and you live in the year 2016 you have made yourself known intentionally or unintentionally but mike if you're a politician or a multi-billionaire doing business in the Rome of our times in the middle of New York City, and you are a constitutionalist, you most certainly have made that known to people around you. And why is it that not one person from whom we've heard or heard about has heard that, about donald trump
7: well because he's he's never even spoke
3: of it not mike i thank you for the call and the definitive answer this is jay Severin Severin on the blaze radio network Radio
2: Network. 1-888-900-3393. one 900 uh, A question, but not one of my ten. Bottom line. Bottom line. Is this something that Donald Trump, this meaning, his refusal to participate, if in the end that's what it happens to be. Does this profoundly affect the outcome in Iowa? Is Donald Trump so much of a genius marketer, and he may be, that he understands better than we do that even flinty Iowans would rather value his celebrity quotient Then mind that he refuses to show up for a job interview? Does he understand Iowa better than we do? Have we gotten to the point that an executive producer slash star of a reality television show, a celebrity, understands has his finger on the pulse of American presidential politics better than we. Sean from Minnesota, thanks for holding.
0: Welcome. Jay. how are you? Holy cow, thank you. I think that when, uh, when a person like Trump starts playing games like this, what you have to do is play the same game. So, what I would suggest that Ted Cruz does—you
2: mean ask why?
0: Well, not necessarily ask why. What I think Ted Cruz might uh, create some buzz with would be uh, why doesn't he cancel out on the Fox debate and show up in Iowa and walk onto Donald's stage?
2: Because unless would, would that, Donald would, would that unless Donald wanted it, he would be barred. Donald Trump yeah. would direct security you,
0: you not to let him, allow in the him in.
2: He wouldn't sure. allow him in.
0: Well, yeah. and you've heard about uh, uh, Ted Cruz challenging Donald to a debate, but Donald would said, "Oh yes. yeah, sure, in Canada or whatever, right?"
2: Right. Donald said, "Yeah, I'll do it in Canada," and so that sure, that sure. pretty much gives you his answer. And by we'll the way, a radio debate. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care whose show it's on. A radio debate is not what the what the show is all about. You know what I mean? When I yeah. say the show, yeah. I mean like ba- baseball players call when you get called up to the big leagues, the show. Well sure. the show is not about a radio debate in the last three days. It's about no, no you're, not, this you're not spectacle. Yeah, it's the it's the Roman spectacle of the uh Civic Circus Maximus, you know, with the other candidates there People living and dying in front of your eyes—that's the drama. That's the bread and circus. That's
0: when, the and, deal. And to me, when when a, when a man calls me a male goat milker, I'm going to show up at their front door. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to stand back and say, "Oh yeah, you know, whatever." I'm going to show up at their front door and I'm going to go and squash that right now. So,
2: um, but- Sean, I think. I thank you for the call and you raised a very important point, a, a, a tremendously important and instructive point. And I have flirted with it earlier today. And I let me again, because of your great question, Donald Trump is playing on a different field than the rest of these candidates. We have never had a candidate like Donald Trump. And, and I said this Six months ago, and let me, I've said it since, let me say it again. When I was watching the music awards, I don't know which ones they were, but I was watching some music awards on network television. And Miley Cyrus came out, and we were watching it as a family. It was on at 8 o'clock, prime time, on a network and so I said, well, the kids will want to watch it. I don't really care, uh, you know. Boy, do I not really care. But, you know, the kids will like it. Let's, let's do it. At least it's something we can do as a family. I, I'd rather play Monopoly, but let's let's do this. So we watched the whatever it was music awards. The People's Choice Music Awards, I think it was. Miley Cyrus came out and simulated sex on stage with several strangers and that is to say several different people and I guess my oldest daughter noticed that I was sitting slack-jawed a few feet away and she looked at me and 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 she looked at me and said twerking and I said honey, what twerking dada. twerking. And I said, you mean that's this, there's a word for this. That's what this is. Yes, daddy. It's twerking. And I said, isn't she simulating various forms of intercourse with these different guys on stage? I've never seen anything like this, you know, not even in Vegas when I was with Dean and Sammy and Frank, you know, in the old days. No, no, you know, and 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 she was, I think, dying to burst out laughing because she saw how scandalized uh, I, I was twerking. Okay, I said this in a tweet six months ago. I've said it since. I'm privileged to have the stage to say it again. Miley Cyrus is to twerking what Donald Trump is to contemporary politics. Things have changed so radically, even while we thought we were paying attention, that the standard... Of American presidential politics right now is that of a reality show. It's twerking!
3: Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. on the
2: blaze radio network we welcome you i want to make it up for yesterday so please call in get your time tell me what you think before tonight's epic event one 888 am i nuts is there no chance that trump will change his mind and walk on stage five minutes into the thing and completely turn it on its head. Knowing Donald Trump as you now do, to the degree you do, and knowing me to the degree you do, put these together, is it not? Holy cow! Is it not a possibility that Donald Trump would show up five minutes into the thing? And and if he, show, if he showed up five minutes early, I, I I would think you lost his mind because that would blow an incredible possibility here, an opportunity. Now, if Donald Trump shows up, I can't believe he would other than show up five to 10 minutes after the debate had started and walk on stage like Elvis. <clears throat> I, I It just, the, the possibility intrigues me from a theatrical standpoint, if you know what I mean. My dear Maya, from Kansas, but really of the cosmos as far as we're concerned, welcome back.
6: Far out, dude. (laughs) 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 For sure, okay. (laughs) Let let me just get started with, oh, you're so condescending, Donald. Your goal is never-ending. We are not sure we want anything from you. Your life is trite and jaded, boring and confiscated. If that's your best, your best won't do. Chorus? (laughs) Greek chorus? The chorus, chorus, yes. We're not going to take (laughs) it. (laughs) We're not going to take it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Now, that's the Republicans. America right. quite hasn't gotten there though that's the uh, people on uh, Fox tonight um, I'm I'm going to put my money that Donald is going to stick with CNN because he right. wants so to you, drive you say this no state. chance he shows up no in chance. A surprise he wants this state movie. to go so far he wants the stake to go deep into the heart of what these guys are trying to pull I mean the bottom Their line wallet. is there isn't a Oh, their wallet, exactly. Because there's not one thing that Donald Trump is doing right now in front of people, in the public, that those guys on the left and the right have not been doing forever behind closed doors. True. It's true. There's no Do, you buy,
2: do you buy the notion, Maya, that short of the ultra-grand theatrical proposition of showing up to the Fox debate, you know, five minutes into it, <clears throat> Do you buy the notion that short of that but still essentially Trumpian would be the move to have a big-screen TV mm-hmm. flanking him on stage tonight at Drake no. University? And no, he's
6: going to go better than that. Every and time someone have- says
2: something about him negative, mm-hmm. he, like, stops the tape and eviscerates them?
6: The, the TV can be there, but he's going to have to be smart here because one of the most— uh, attacked moments uh, during the Republican um, uh, primary was, and and has since become the biggest deal was when Clint Eastwood walked on stage and put the chair there. Uh, I'm predicting that the RNC might try to pull some silliness like that. So it's up to Donald to have all the chairs empty.
2: Well, that that was, that was, that was, I, I can't, Tell you how many and I know all of these people mm-hmm. and have worked with many of them
6: absolutely And
2: I can't tell you the number of people who were mortified, mm-hmm. who didn't want to go outside their house ever again because they were caught up appearing on television in their initial reaction to the Clint Eastwood interviewing mm-hmm. the chair absolutely. and out of loyalty or what might have been their honest, unbelievably crappy judgment, said at the time, That was great! That was really great! Clint's a genius! Well, I he was going to do that. <laughs> the, the problem is, the nation thought it was one of the most inane, stupid, boring, ridiculous things they had ever seen, and it immediately attached to everyone and everything Republican. It was like, I'm sure it was Bob Dole's favorite
6: Vegas lounge act. Right, right next to Elizabeth Dole's hand being up Bob Dole's back and doing the second part of the ventriloquist act. (laughs) Moving his lips, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the bottom line is this. He's going to get away with it tonight. I think he's going to stay with CNN for two reasons. One, because it will piss the rest of them off. And two, he wants this documented. If he walks on stage over at the Republican thing 5 minutes before sure he'll get applause and screaming and all that but he wants to have it documented. This is this is this is about as close to history as you're going to get today. <laughs> Where well,
2: Donald I would Trump put to done. you I would put to you that as much as it's possible to put oneself in Donald's mind if he walked on the stage at the Fox debate not five minutes before, five minutes after it started. And then in the course of the debate, maybe right there then at that moment, but soon thereafter, in any case, said, hey, look, I have no problem. Didn't I always tell you I'm the master of the deal? And he'd beam a big smile and he said, I cut a deal. This was all negotiation. Didn't I tell you what this? What I do? This was all a deal, and I outdealed, dealt Fox, Roger Ailes, Rupert Murdoch, one of the most powerful, richest men in the world. I'm here right now because Rupert Murdoch turned his back on Fox and begged me to come back. Come back. now, Maya. You have to admit. I mean, I'm making all of this up. It's a wild fantasy,
6: but. Is that not is that not Trump porn? That's more than Trump porn. That's Trump, but the it broke. It broke. Never mind. Anyway, (laughs) keep it. (laughs) Never mind. My youth. I'm okay now. Keep an eye on Megan. (laughs) What do you think
2: Um, about Megan? You 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 know you know the business uh, at least a little. Ultimately, do they look back on this? if there is a, uh, are there going to be stories by the New York Times media critic that quotes people at Fox off the record, you know, on background Mm -hmm. that say, you know, we lost $20 million on that broadcast and a lot of people Mm -hmm. got hurt. Was it really that important to us to have, you know, all three of the moderators that we announced that if if a, a candidate said they had a principal objection to one of our moderators would it really have killed us to switch a moderator
6: and still had the debate
5: i'm just playing devil's
6: advocate here yeah play yeah no most definitely I'm, i'm sure they're looking at it every day look weekly standard national review have all reported losing money okay because of their position uh where trump has been concerned and apparently uh after trump did that john lennon god thing you know i could shoot someone and come back and still be blah 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 right even after that uh they the you know national review still got attacked for making a comment about it um they're all hurting this is hurting them this is like the biggest secret that everyone knew is all of a sudden sitting there in front of their faces. They're checking their bank accounts. They're making sure their stock is in order. They're making sure that that plane ticket is in order, just in case somebody's got to get out of the country. Donald Trump <laughs> is imploding, is exploding, and the fact is, he's got everyone's secret.
2: Well, he's got the fact you of know. the matter appears to be Maya, as we discussed earlier, the mm-hmm. world seems to have changed, and. When I watched Miley, Miley Cyrus twerking, oh, and that what what I the spectacle that I beheld was mainstream family entertainment, mm-hmm. and I looked at my daughter and she said twerking, Daddy, twerking. It's just uh,
6: it's and just. I, the I look at you could I look
2: at Donald do Trump. Work. I look at Donald Trump and what he has molded himself into mm-hmm. a mainstream candidacy to be President Maya of the United mm-mm, States. No, no As can't, someone can't, said, can't. he wants George Washington's job. He wants mm-mm, Thomas mm-mm. Jefferson's job. Mm-hmm. He wants Ronald the Reagan's job. And he's mm-hmm. molded it into to fit him rather than historically the other way around. When I look at the TV screen and I see Donald Trump and Maya, thank you so much for the call. Call again soon, please, dear. When I look at the screen now and I look at Donald Trump and I see people applauding and he's number one, I look across at my family, I look at Donald Trump, I look across to my family and they say, Daddy, twerking.
3: j Severin. On the Place Radio Network,
0: this is the
7: Jay Severin Show.
2: These are my partners. And I wish to make sure you know that I shall be live twerking, no, 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 live tweeting uh, both debates tonight. And I will join you at 8 o'clock with Skip and Doc, 8 p.m. Eastern, for our first Blaze After Dark. And then immediately upon the conclusion of the Big Boy Pants debate, we will join you again for a second national special, Blaze After Dark. And I will be uh, uh, tweeting, uh, live tweeting both debates. Dan from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts.
4: Hi, Jay. How you doing? Hi, Dan. I'm well, thank you, sir. My first time calling, so I'm a little nervous. Well, was a long time listening until one day I got my truck and turned the radio on. You were no longer there. Very, yeah, that happens uh, in the uh, business. point of my life. <laughs> but I found you on <laughs> iHeartRadio. I didn't call you to tell you how good you are, which everybody knows. I called you about the caller that said about Ted Cruz showing up at Donald Trump and not going to the debate. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to listen to everything you guys talked about because I called. I was thinking that was like a great idea. That, to me, it would be a win-win for him. And I'm a techie supporter myself. Right. I you know my Donald Trump. But, if, but Danny, what, what makes you think, think
2: Trump, that Trump would allow that to happen to him? I don't think. You you know. put,
4: not, there's a very good chance that Donald Trump doesn't let him in. But I'm thinking the next day, you're going to hear how Donald Trump ducks, runs away, the headlines, Donald Trump will voice, however you want to word it. And
2: Dan, I do think you think the headline... Do you think the headline Donald Trump Ducks Cruz yes. hurts yes. him more than the headline Donald Trump Ducks Final Iowa Debate?
4: Yeah, I, I, I think it may overtake. I think they'd be, they'd be talking about Ted Cruz that whole day and how Donald Trump wouldn't let him in. And also, it can, you can get, I believe. If he Ted Cruz goes there tonight, and if he goes too far or talking about uh, somebody like Donald Trump bad, it's just not a good thing when somebody's not there to defend themselves. It could. Dan,
2: it's a wonderful <laughs> fantasy, a, a wonderful fantasy, and I thank you for the call. And my friend, I hope you will keep calling, uh, and you raise a, 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 a an interesting, but I believe impossible point. The fact is that Donald Trump is preparing for all manner of counterattack this evening. The notion that Ted Cruz or anybody else would get in the door, let alone onto the stage. Let's say I'm wrong and Ted Cruz waltzed into the building and right up onto the stage and stood next to Ted Cruz. You know the difference, Dan? There are certain kinds of balls. Certain kinds of balls. Ted Cruz has balls. Donald Trump has balls. Donald Trump's balls are of a different kind than Ted Cruz's balls. And standing there at that moment, when Donald Trump looked at him with a death stare and said, You are a punk, you were born in Canada, you're a loser, you are not welcome here. This is our event, please leave. The entire audience, because that entire audience is there for Trump, that entire audience would stand up and erupt in applause. And the film that you would have late tonight and tomorrow and for the rest of Ted Cruz's political life, however short in this case it would be, would be the moment of humiliation when Ted Cruz jauntily strode up to the stage to challenge Donald Trump with a smile on his face, extended his hand to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump said, you're a punk You were born in Canada. You're not welcome here. Get off our stage and the audience erupted.
3: See you in a few minutes. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.